Yeah. This is the relevant podcast. It's Friday, July 2nd, 2021, and it's the Freedom Edition of the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, Firework Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. <laughs> oh, no. Um, from Austin, Texas, author, podcaster, The Big Boom, Jamie Ivey. Hey, wow, I like this. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, our firecracker, Derek Miner. He's the sparkler. I don't know. <laughs> it's the 24th Alrighty. edition. What? I'm just trying to make it themed. <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> can, can I be the duck to the the, the duck tape together uh, black cats that actually maim someone by and, and cost yes. them a pinky on the Fourth of yes. July? That that will be my nickname. Yeah, that's you, the maimer. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I told y'all last week I got a trunk full of explosives ready to go this weekend. Hey, 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 you might need to relax with that sort of rhetoric. We've had a really tough couple years. Sorry, fireworks. Fireworks. (laughs) The ones that go up in the air. Explosives. You better be a little bit more specific. (laughs) Just for people listening, we're recording this over the internet on, you know, Cameron is definitely now on a watch list right now. (laughs) Trump's full of explosives. (laughs) They're bugging his house right now. Yeah. Him and Tucker Carlson are getting spied on. Jesse, this is it. We're here. It is the what the show every year where at the end of the show, we play our annual game, Rock Band or Firework. I am mm. so excited because I put together this week's game or this year's game. You've typically done it. I mean, you've done That's probably right. 15 of them now. Easily. I, yeah. I did this one and I went all 80s hair metal bands. Okay. Oh, all wow. 80s hair metal band names. Not even obscure like album names. These are band yeah. names. Or firework names. I cannot wait. Clark saw the list. It is indistinguishable. You cannot tell Dude, which one's I, a firework I would, name. I'm not excited I would about this. I would legitimately call people when I would do it and be like, hey, I got to ask you something. Can you tell the difference? Like, it is a very exciting proposition. I have I have, I have, subjected many of my friends and family to these names over the last two days. When I was looking at it, I was like, hey, what do you think this is? And I would just do read have, it to Do them. we have the stats from last year of who won and who lost this game? Oh, I, I want to say I was a winner. Oh, okay. well, you, you always think that. He's our firecracker. <laughs> you just assume. Yeah, he's the firecracker of the group. He's our sparkler. He's nah, our- I lost I lost that game that we played where uh, Tyler did all them dumb questions that they would start it off one way and ended it a different uh-huh. way. <laughs> There's no twists and turns in this game. This is a straightforward list. Straight up. Straight, I, 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 look, straight I'll up even games, tell you where I, I sourced I it from. I didn't make any of these up. I sourced them from national platforms these are these are legitimate names it's a legit game it's no tyler huckabee twist i'm excited <laughs> jamie i i predict you're going to win today oh okay I because like you look very well rested refreshed Re- your mind appears very sharp right now not that it doesn't always but but you you seem like you're ready to tackle a game you just had a, a, a nice little, uh, a, a couple days to- I've to, been on vacation for like three weeks, it feels like. Yes. Oh, it was a vacation. Yeah. It was a yeah. bay. Oh, I like that. I went on vacation with my bay. Uh, yeah. uh Last week, we went to Palm Springs to celebrate our 20th anniversary. We've been married 20 years. I can't oh, even believe congrats. it. congrats. That's amazing. Wait, wait, wait. Thank you. You went to where it's 120 degrees on purpose? 
Like, yes, it is so freaking hot there. But I will say this: this is what they all say, and it's true. It's a dry heat, you guys. No, 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 it's true. (laughs) No, no, but it's true. When, 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 because I'm a lot of us right now across the South, well, in Pacific Northwest, from what I've seen. Oh yeah, on the Weather Channel TV, on the TV at the gym, that's always at the Weather Channel. (laughs) Apparently, we're all in the heat dome right now. Everyone's dying. Yes, I can't actually hear. They don't have captions on, but I've seen the word heat dome just come up <laughs> all the time Dude, on Florida, TV. And Florida, there's a nice drizzle outside, cloudy and 79 degrees for the last couple mm. days. It's lovely, lovely down here. I don't even know what y'all are talking about. Heat no, dome. It's a heat it was, dome. It no was one understands it. In Palm Springs, yeah. I'll tell you that. It was hot. Yeah. But you know what? I like hot when there's a pool. And so I'm fine with that. So yeah. it was a great trip. Did yeah. your pool evaporate? Did you see the water level going down every day? <laughs> they had day? to refill it every two two hours. They have people come out there. Refill- no, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. Just a hose just Buckets. going into the just, pool. Just pouring it in there. I was like, that's boiling water. That's not a pool. <laughs> that's, that's, you're, you're about to be part of a crab boil. Yeah. <laughs> she's that frog in the pot. Yeah, and she's just you're, like, yeah, yeah, you don't you're know it seafood, and then you're boiling. You're in a seafood yeah. boil. You just didn't know. It is weird feeling jumping in a pool that is like the exact temperature as the human body. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever done that. Like, I've never been in one of those float pods. Maybe a, maybe a hot tub. Maybe a yeah. hot tub, not no, a no, pool. No, no, no. I'm talking about I'm talking about a pool late summer that's just been cooking. And 98 it's like, degrees? Come on. He, dude, I am telling you, you get in there and it's this weird sensation. Like, you know those float pods that like psychotic tech billionaires use to, uh-huh. you know, during their uh, uh, meditation hour before, you know, whatever liquid meals they drink or whatever. It's like what I imagine that to be. It's just like you don't feel anything. It just feels like your body is void of sensation for those moments that you're under that water. So maybe I'll travel out to Palm Springs just to get that experience if the pools are getting that hot out there. It was great. Because it, it is great. an interesting I'm good. experience. I'm good. You know? I need to say this because I will be saying this for the next couple weeks, especially to my kids every single day. We went to the lake this week. We did a little surf thing behind the boat. I was the only one of all my boys that got up. And so, yes, I, 43-year-old mom, took down my boys and I'm so happy about it. That is awesome. He's just going to say that on on national podcast radio. I'm going to throw them under the bus. That's right. Yep. Hey, and I hate to derail, but I do have a question for you guys. Have you guys ever tried one of those float pod things? You know what I'm talking about, right? The sensory sensory deprivation tanks. I think my husband has. We don't have those those in our neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So so for people that don't know, it's a pod. Okay. So it's about the size of like a Mini Cooper. And it's filled with water that's exactly calibrated to the temperature of your body. And it's silent and dark in there. So you go and it floats. It's salt water. So you float. And it gives you the sensation of being like disembodied. But there was one that opened near me. And I went there and a buddy of mine were like, dude, we were listening to, you know, some podcast where some dudes were talking about it. And we're like, hey, this looks cool. Let's go check it out. So we went over there. And first of all, it's very expensive for a float. But most of the time, because I was peppering the guy with a lot of questions, the guy who <laughs> runs the float tanks place, which, by the way, if you're a guy who runs a float tank place, you've seen some stuff. There's no question. What? But most what of do his, you think is going on in a sensory, sensory deprivation you float tank? You don't get into that business unless you've done some stuff. Okay? <laughs> oh no one's like, no one's oh, like, oh, hey, oh, what do oh, you, oh, no, no, no one's like, meant- hey, I thought you meant they've seen they see things that people are doing in, in the, the tanks. Pod. You're talking like about their life choices led them to this career. Led them it. to led them to a highly it. risky venture to open it. a flotation pod place okay. in the suburbs of Virginia Beach. You've made some interesting life decisions <laughs> if you're rolling the dice on this venture. Okay, because yeah. I gotta imagine they're not cheap, and I know for a fact because. 
we were like, hey, man, we want to go for some floats. How does this work? And he was like, okay, yeah, sign some paperwork. But the most important thing is you guys have to use the restroom before you get in the pods. So we're like, okay, got that covered. Like, no, seriously, if anything happens, it's a very large fine. And that pods have to be drained. And it was basically about precautioning us before getting in the pods. Like we're small children going on a road trip. And it made me think several no. incidents have happened at the float of center course multiple have. times. Have you ever been Are with we talking a, about number one or number two? Number from one. The way, from the way Just he sounded, from the way he sounded, it's a whole drainage situation. <laughs> That's and, that makes me think it's not number one. And it's like, it's a $1,200 deposit. And if anything happens, <laughs> I'm keeping it. Guys, guys, are, are we not gonna? Are we just gonna ignore the fact that they don't change the water unless you piss on yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in somebody else's go body. You want somebody else? Did, yeah. did you think about that? Surely like it's like he said. To, I just he said listen. it's expensive to drain the water. Derek, you've been in a pool before. Other people have been in that same water. You've been in a hot tub before. You don't drain it after every I, usage. L- listen, Fam, listen. I'm I not say, trying to be disembodied. <laughs> And somebody foot water. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. It's like washing feet at the old Pentecostal services. There's always some floaties in there when you washing feet. When you wash somebody's feet, there's some floaties. So just you have a day full of feet floaties and you sensory deprivated. I'm good. That's something y'all can have. <laughs> I will say this. The guy seemed extremely concerned about it. Like my friend, his wife is pregnant and he was like, all right, well, what if I bring my wife? She's pregnant. Is that going to, you know, is, is it safe for pregnant? It he dismissed that so fundies. quickly and went back to the bathroom thing. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I th- I'm pretty sure the baby will be just fine. But listen, it's really important you guys use the bathroom before you go in there. And like, he just kept circling back to the point where it's like, you're really cooling me on this float pod thing, man, because it makes me seem like this might not be the most sanitary operation you got running oh my here. Gosh. And so anyway, <laughs> sadly, it's gone out of business, so I'll never know. But uh, somebody got shocker. a foot fungus. Shocker. Oh yeah. The suburban Virginia Beach sensory deprivation float pods have gone out of business. because every as everybody got ringworm after they got out of it. It's a ringworm pod. <laughs> I don't even know what happened to the pod. I, it would be great if they were just auctioned off on Craigslist and you could, could buy be, one for your house. I put that business along the lines of like, the remember the oxygen bars? Yeah, there was a moment where people yeah. would go and you know, pay to have but, but here's oxygen. The thing. Yeah. Oxygen. But, but the cost of entry, but look, if I want to get in the oxygen business, I got great news. Oxygen is pretty cheap. It's Buy a couple tanks, a couple hoses, yep. put some, you know, bubblegum flavored gas in there. You're good to go. A float tank. These things are, they, they look like spaceships. Derek, Derek they would flavor your oxygen. No, 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 don't no, flavor it. You literally, you literally would go up to a bar, you would go up to a bar and order an oxygen flavor like you would a drink and you, you know, have pure oxygen and it gives you such a sensation, a lightheadedness and just rejuvenation that it's like people pay money for this, man. Now they do need them up in the mountains, up in the mountains. They, they can go oh, get that's some different. oxygen. That's, that's, a, that's, that's like you need it. That's different. Hey, white people are rich. <laughs> but I've never heard of any any of this stuff y'all are talking about. Y'all are just rich. It's like it's like there's two different worlds. And like I've stepped into this world where you go in. You know, I, I when you when I was a kid, I used to just imagine what the girls' bathroom is. Like ours is just <laughs> dirty and nasty. I'm like, if the girl, I bet you the girls' bathroom has like gold toilets and all that. Uh-huh. That's what this is. What white people's life is is my imagination of what the girls' bathroom. Was 
was when I was in, uh, you know what I'm saying? Sixth Derek, grade. When you were, when just, you were here in, when you were here in Orlando, you didn't go to the oxygen <laughs> bar one night. It was down by where you are. Also, no, next door to not. it is the ice bar. So maybe when you What's come in a few bar? weeks, I'll take the ice oh, bar. Oh, you get into the you cold? Literally, you literally enter a building and they give you a cold parka and the building is 29 degrees. The entire building, the entire bar is 29 degrees. Everything is made out of ice. Everything. The seats, the bar, and it is a literal bar where you order drinks and stuff. And it's called the ice drinks? bar. Yes, it's called the ice bar. You go get your oxygen and your ice and you, you're out 200 bucks I, that night. Well, just I, go I, to Detroit. Like you <laughs> gotta do all that, bro. Just go to Detroit, bro. You good? And the thing about the oxygen bar thing too was like, it's not like you know when the four hundred pound lineman like picks up a fumble and has to truck sixty <laughs> yes. yards to the end zone, and he's, and he's like dying. And they, yeah. you know, they get him to the sideline, and they, the first thing they do is they shove twos <laughs> up his nose, and he's just right. gassed. Well, yeah, he picked up a football and ran 60 yards with guys way smaller than him chasing him. Good for him. He needs the oxygen. This is a situation where, like I said, where they're basically putting like Twizzlers flavors into free air. Yeah. Okay. And you put that, you put little things up your nose and you act like it's doing something for you. Like it is, it is the grift of grifts. But I say, listen, if someone wants to pay for it. I'd provide the service. Like if someone, <laughs> I'll come up. I'll come up with all kinds of funky smells for them. Uh, well, we have a great show coming up for you uh, later. We talked to author and pastor Mark Batterson. He's coming on uh, to talk about how we can de-stress our lives and win the day. Also, I need that. <laughs> for real. Also, Ellie Holcomb uh, comes on. She's gonna take us uh, take us on a little tour of her brand new album. It's called Canyon. That comes out this week. Um, and like I said at the beginning of the show, it's our July 4th tradition. We have a listener coming on to join us for Rock Band or Firework. You don't want to miss it. I have 50 options. 50. Oh, my gosh. We're not going to go through them all. We're going to go through seven. But I have 50. I got I just, stuff to do today, bro. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse tell me. When you get in the wormhole... You just keep I what, know. what? What? You just keep writing it down, and next thing I know, the spreadsheet is fifty long. I couldn't hey, believe story it. Story of so. my life. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, right now, stay tuned. Up next, it slices. Uh. Listening to Chet Faker. Song is Whatever Tomorrow. Well, today's show is brought to you by Reset 2021. The last couple of years have been hard for a lot of us, especially when it comes to mental health. It seems like we're all looking for some sort of reset button, and we have just what you're looking for. We Share, powered by UHSM, is bringing you the Reset 2021, a faith, mental health, and wellness virtual summit, Saturday, July 24th, just a few weeks from now. You don't want to miss this insightful and refreshing weekend as we hit reset to get our mind, body, and soul regrounded and back on track. This online summit includes amazing speakers such as Brittany Moses, Dr. Caroline Leaf, uh, Tony Collier, Ben Corson, and so many more, as well as special performances from Jamie Grace and Morgan Harper 
Nichols. You can register now at WeShare.Events.com. Again, that's WeShare.Events.com for the Reset 2021. It's a free online summit coming up in a few weeks. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, Cameron, I got a deep cut for you. It's an update to a very important story that oh. I've been covering. As opposed to a deep literal- dive? <laughs> Oh, yes, yeah. this is well. Very this different. is a deep. This is a deep cut into a, a after the dive has taken place. Later, you can come back and take a cut of it. You know what I mean? The the dive happens first. So, so what we're about to do right now, Jamie, is a deep dive into a deep cut. Does that make sense? So, yes, got I it. Like it. So, so the deep cut is many years ago. I think Cameron, this has probably been seven, six, seven years. I talked about a replica of noah's ark uh oh, yeah. that is um it's four it's four stories tall mm-hmm. it is uh <laughs> twenty two thousand square feet okay quite a vessel made of is wood it the floating one the floating one that came from europe to america it or is. are you talking about the it one is. in kentucky next to the creation museum i i'm talking yeah i'm talking about the one that is now marooned in europe <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so the one in kentucky is impressive but it's landlocked yeah. that, that ken ham understood to, to his credit that look the the original Noah's Ark, which both of these, like Ken Ham's, the one at the Creation Museum, which is landlocked in Kentucky. It's just sitting there in a field. And this one in Europe are both made to the exact dimensions as we understand them in the Bible, which is an impressive feat of of, of engineering, especially with the prices of lumber these days. Am I right? <laughs> and a lot of back order. <laughs> little, yeah. little, ge- little general contractor humor. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I think Ken Ham had a stroke of wisdom here. Because he understood that even in the Bible, the whole point of Noah's mm-hmm. Ark was not to be a seafaring vessel. It was basically right. a it survival goes up thing. And down. Yeah. Yep, it yep, was yep. get on, ride out, literally ride out a storm for about a month. And then just wherever we land, we land. There was no navigational equipment. It was a house that was just meant to go up if water came up too high, right? It was just <laughs> yeah, it goes exactly. up and then goes down. Yeah. yeah houseboat. Exactly. Yeah. Houseboat. It, right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like Noah didn't build that to be like, hey, I'm going to explore what's on the other side of the ocean (laughs) here. Okay, like I am not going to go port to port with this thing because uh, you got I don't know. This might come as a surprise to you. Surprisingly difficult to navigate a vessel to these dimensions. And uh, (laughs) so this 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 individual in the Netherlands had an idea that he would. He would he purchased this life size ark from this guy he, who actually made two of them. He bought it for like three million bucks, and his idea it'd be a three floating Bible million? museum. The yacht you could have bought for three million dollars. Holy cow! I know, or at least something with a motor. Uh, I don't even. I mean, I guess it has a motor. <laughs> no, it doesn't have a motor. It has to be towed. For three million bucks, you don't even get a towboat. You got to rent a towboat. So anyway, oh he uh, so he bought this thing. He had this vision. I'll turn it into a floating Bible museum. People can come in and, uh, you know, check out scenes from the Bible. Here's a um, here's a, a quote that he gave Vice back in 2015 when this was making some news. And it was making news at the time because it severely damaged a Coast Guard vessel when it was trying to navigate a port in in uh, Norway and slammed oh. into it. Uh, because, again, not very maneuverable in the tight channels surrounding Norway, which is a problem <laughs> because that's where he spent most of his time. Uh, but he said, he said the exhibit is now made, uh, uh, made up of puppets, animal hides and bones. And he said that he added this kind of cryptically. We used to have live animals on board. Not anymore. 
<gasps> it caused too many problems. And he All just right. left it at that. Like, I have a bad feeling there was an incident in the high seas with this thing and, and some live animals on board. But anyway, so he also, he was able to, for a couple of years before this horrible incident where he rammed a Coast Guard vessel, the one vessel I would highly recommend you not ramming with a life-size <laughs> right. Noah's Ark, uh, where like, he was going around a car, Europe. don't hit a cop car, you know? Right. Like, just, right. Yeah, for exactly. Because like, look, man, if you hit a, a the yacht, the friendly neighborhood yacht, and, and you got three million to blow on a yeah. on a. You could probably just take care of this offline. We don't need to get right. insurance involved. This is right. the vendor. Write me a check right here. You go your way. I go mine. This never happened. Right. But that did not happen with the Norwegian Coast Guard. It's gotten quite a bit of hot water. <laughs> so anyway, but back in 2015 when he was still touring Europe, Vice asked him, "Hey, what do the people of Europe think of your floating Bible museum?" He kind of made an offhanded like jab at the U.S. and and the Swedes, which for someone as the, the proprietor of a museum about the Bible, I found this. I fa- I didn't find it offensive. I just found it surprising. He said the Danish seem frustrated. <laughs> like his reaction to the Danish getting the vessel in their port was frustration, while to the Norwegian, to it's much more laid back. German and Dutch are volatile. <laughs> I haven't been in Sweden that much, but they sort of seem like hillbillies in their American cars with bad music. Hey, dude, what's okay. the point of evangelizing all these people if you're just going to throw shade at everywhere you're bringing your ark? Okay? The Maybe Swedes just keep your have their American cars and, their, and our bad music? I didn't even, first yeah. of all, I didn't know the Swedes imported American cars, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Man. Imagine that. So, well, anyway, he's been, he was touring this around for quite a bit of time, and he decided uh, back in 2016, uh, 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 why don't we take it over to the UK, see what these folks think. Well, he got into port, and he's been in quite a bit of trouble, and hasn't been able to get the vessel to leave port uh, in years now. It is stuck in the UK at a port, and the port oh, authority no. there desperately, desperately wants this vessel to not be their problem anymore. The only thing is, it's getting increasingly, increasingly less seaworthy. Uh, last oh, no. time, last <laughs> time they actually made it to Norway, the owner of the vessel said that it was a literal miracle that they had made it. They said that it is a, that uh, uh, according to the local news, the local media in the UK, it is quote an impossible stalemate between British and Dutch authorities. Even the Secretary of Transportation for the nation of the UK has had to try to intervene to get this vessel out of there. It's incurring hundreds of dollars in fines every day, which is a big problem considering it's been there for several years now. (laughs) There's no way to get it out because it can't take waves now over five feet high. Oh, no. (laughs) So This is awesome. Listen, Noah's Arson in a little bit of a pickle right now, guys. So (laughs) if anyone has a good way to get a 22,000 square foot replica of Noah's Ark out of the UK and hopefully back to Norway where they'll find something to do with it, please call uh, the Port Authority because uh, they are getting desperate. So what we're we're learning is it's going to probably sink. On the shores oh, of, of England. So and think about the archaeologists 2,000 years from now discovering <laughs> Noah's exactly Ark. What I was discovering Noah's Ark on the edge of England. <laughs> it's going to totally change scripture. Cameron, we were changing. We were using the same brain, bro. 2,000 years from now, somebody's going to be like, and this is where Dude, Noah's land is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Listen, and weird. Noah and his family, we know 
what they did to entertain themselves those 40 days, 40 nights? They put on puppet shows. <laughs> it's a long time to be on a boat with no electricity. It's perfect. It's oh, like perfect. their own version of Wilson on there, just making puppets of, you know, Bible stories. So anyway, so he's in a little bit of a jam. I kind of feel bad about this situation. They're going to have to sink it. They're going to have to sink it. There's no way. I mean, it's anyway. All right. Well, there you go. There's... A sinking Bible museum on the edge of England is what we're learning today. (laughs) I appreciate the ambition, though. Like, you know, he took his, hey, he shot his shot. You know, it's like the flotation tank franchisee. He took a swing, didn't you? (laughs) Took a swing. (laughs) You'll never, you'll never have to say, you'll never, you, you as an old person will not look back at your life and be like, what if I tried to be the franchisee of a flotation tank, (laughs) tank business or... What if I tried to make an unseaworthy version of oh Noah's Ark gosh. and sail it around ports in Europe? He'll never have to look it. back at his life and say, what if I did that? He now knows the answer. <laughs> and it's quite a answer. bit of fines and an international incident. So there we go. I think this is Brexit. This is this is Noah's Ark's Brexit. Get it out. Figure it out. <laughs> All right. What do you have, Jamie? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, guys. We have the the Olympics are on us. You know that. I don't know if anyone watched the trials for the uh, track and field, but I did. And there were some world records set and it was oh, really, wow. really great. But I, I have another, I have a Guinness record that has just been set for you guys. Now, I oh. texted you guys and asked you guys to come to the reading today with some M&Ms. Did anyone obey my text? Oh, no. Jesse, I see you didn't even get it. No one did it. That's okay, guys. I, I, brought my I, own I didn't M&Ms. get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get uh, the text. What? Yeah, you did. It's in the group chat. Oh, I, I don't pay attention to our group chat. I'm sorry. Eric, <laughs> you're like my kids. I'm like, I'm going to text you. Please answer me. Do you know how many group chats Derek's in? He's got to mute some like of them. 13,000 <laughs> group chats. <laughs> For real. Okay, well, it's okay if you didn't, guys, because you can play this game later at home with your kids. Um, this uh, past year, a man uh, has broken. He's a civil engineer in Britain, and he's broken the Guinness record for the most stacked M&Ms. All right? The most stacked M&Ms. How many, if you've seen the story, don't answer, but how many do you think won the record? Let me ask. Stacked meaning I'm le- I have an M&M sitting on a table, and then I, I, I balance Stack an M&M on, on top, top of it, and bop, 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 like that. I mean, what? Six, four? I don't I, know. I think it's like I think it's got to be hundreds. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it no, like hundreds of M and M's irregularly shaped M and M's. There's no people way. can do incredible things. Have you seen the Biles? <laughs> Have you seen Simone Biles through the Biles? You tell me how she do that. I'll tell you how to stack M and M's. Humans are awesome. That's how. Okay. That's okay. a pretty good point, Derek. What do you say then? <laughs> I don't know. Ten. Okay, I'm trying right, right now, and I can't get past two or three. The record is five. Five M&M's what? is now. Yeah, Jesse, if you would have That's listened to my text and brought your right. bag of M&M's, you could practice. That was right. You were the closest. That's why I'm like, a hundred? No, I, yeah, I feel like I can five. break this today. I feel like today <laughs> I can break this. Tomorrow I'll do it. So, yeah, because Listen, they're, I, ir- they're irregularly shaped, and so it's hard yeah. to stack them up. And so he beat the record. So we're seeing records broken every day. Heat records, guys. <laughs> uh, Listen, Simone Biles Danny. records, running Listen. records, and now we have an Eminem record of five. I, I'm I'm so confident I can break this today. I was at a pool party this weekend. I went up to the diving board and I just flung myself off and I just started flipping and, and spinning in the air. Yeah. I don't even know what I did. It was just, you know. But when you said, came I up, you, I, when you landed and came out of the water, everybody erupted and was cheering and, and, and standing. And somebody, and, said, somebody said, I think you just did the biles. I literally was counting <laughs> the moves and I think you did it. I don't know how. 
Uh, it was unbelievable. You inspired. You inspired a and generation. That's why I Jesse. think I can. That's why I think I can do these um, this Eminem thing. Get someone with a camera next to you so you can document this. And if you get okay. six, you now are a, a Guinness. Book it of won't World be official unless you have a, a Guinness representative physically present. It won't be. Is that official. true? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to yeah. tell them. You have to contact them. Tell them what record you're going after. They have to approve it, and then send somebody out to witness it live. And then they. So then during it's COVID, this civil engineer was practicing, 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 practicing. Uh-huh. I'm sure he got it a couple times, and then he was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh!" And so they sent someone to him, so he yeah. had to do it with he them. He probably them. showed wow. them documentation and photos of what he had accomplished unofficially, and then they said, "Okay, we'll come out." Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I will do it, and. And I will do it in tribute to the the world's largest motorcycle riding twins that are featured in the back of every Guinness Book of World Records I read as a child. And I will yeah. black and white photo yep. of the yeah. two really, really Just fat cruising. twins on the little tiny motorcycles. Yeah. Just cruising. Are in their memory. I will do this in tribute. Jesse, t- tell, tell Derek and Jamie how, how they passed away. Don't you remember? Niagara I do. Falls? <laughs> I do. One oh, of them. No. What? One of them. I, I read I read later that I, I had botched it a little. Oh, he really? was on it was he one of them was on his way. You guys know the the two gentlemen I'm talking about, right? Not at all. Okay, no. so every white kid, Derek, bought the Guinness Book every year yeah. or got it for Christmas or something like that. And at the back of it, there's this black and white photo of the world's fattest twins that have ever ridden a motorcycle. And it's like these two guys that are like 800 pounds on these little tiny normal sized motorcycles. And it's just the visual of it became iconic. Right. So yeah. these two twins. Yeah. I'm about to so these two now. Twins, I'll send you guys a link so you can see them. I, I years ago I was talking about, I referenced them and I started laughing because it's because I'm a terrible person, but <laughs> uh, mainly because I had read in my internet research that one of the and I had misread this that one of them was on their way to Niagara Falls to do a stunt and and was in and and somehow was in some sort of accident or something. I had I thought, thought I thought you said he was trying to jump the motorcycle over Niagara Falls and he was so fat that he story. fell in and died. I that's thought that's what, what you said. That was the impression that I was under. But I, oh. I think the, the truth lies somewhere in between there. It was some <laughs> sort of stunt involving Niagara Falls. I don't know if he actually fell into the falls. But either way, Got it. Got either it. way. They have gone too long without someone properly praying tribute to them, and I will yeah. do it with this Eminem trick proudly. Okay, proudly. good. I still can't get past two Eminems right now. So five, come on now, five. There you go. All right, what do you have, Derek? So I, I'm assuming we all know that uh, there was um, Canada. There was 751 unmarked uh, graves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Native, mm-hmm. uh, our native brothers and sisters who had been you know massacred and killed. Well. A great, I don't know if this is is progress, but the Evangelical Covenant Church has condemned the doctrine of discovery, which is that doctrine that would allow for things like that to happen. That's how we get colonization is the idea of the doctrine of discovery is uh, white Christians was like, you "You know what? It's yours. Yeah. If you take it, it's yours and God gave it to us. So, and that's how we got the the spread of... uh, the spread of what we have. And it, it gave a theological blanket for people to say, I can willfully take this from these un 
ungodly people ungodly Mm -hmm. savage pagans i can take that from them take their land and then i can teach them our faith so that's how you got a lot of the what would uphold like slavery and and all these different things so it's good that this church has um has has said that that was an evil thing because it literally was is it a canadian denomination um, so I, I guess, yeah, it's, it's, uh, so it took the discovery of this mass grave that mm-hmm. at a church, like, like Christian mm-hmm. slaughtered 751 natives in Canada. Yes. And then the, this Canadian denomination that was a, attached apparently, I guess, to the massacre has right. denounced it in hindsight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Which, you know, I guess that's progress. You know, I <laughs> guess is. that's a little bit of progress. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it's kind of crazy, especially we're in this in this world where I just saw and um, I just saw I think it was some group in Texas posted about to find out if your kids are being taught CRT in their schools. And it was like a list of things. One of the things on there was colonization, systemic and all those different things like that. And I'm like, that's just real history. And I feel yeah. like we've got to the point where we're. It's either we're going to choose to teach the facts or not teach the facts because that's 751 dead human beings be right. based off of an ideology that came from the church. Um, right. It really makes us really have to grapple with some of dominion. the decisions that have happened in the past. And hmm. what are we going to do in, in the future to make sure that we don't spiral out of control? Because think about it. I, I bet these people, when they said we're going to you know, come up with the doctrine of discovery, it probably didn't feel as sinister as it was, you know, sometimes right. when you're in the middle of, of, of thinking things, like, oh, this is a great idea. And it turns out that it's a very evil one. So I, I just think we got to learn from the past and move forward. Absolutely. I listened to this podcast recently. It was really good. And it was a four part series all on CRT. And it was the first time I heard about this doctrine of discovery idea. And yeah. um, I'll explain it like the best I remember. He, he was talking about like, let's just take like Christopher Columbus coming over and he came over with the, the blessing of the, of the, of the King and the queen. Right. And they sent him over and go find the land. Well, they would have thought that the King and the queen were like in the church of England. Maybe am I making that up? Maybe. Um, they would have thought that they were like directly under God. And so that, that God told them you go. And so that doctrine of discovery is like, whatever you find it's ours because God sent you over there. And so that's where that all started. And it goes back to, to slavery and colonization and the whole way that our country was started. And so it's important to think about, um, and I'd never even heard of it before. Well, it's similar. It's not too dissimilar from the idea of manifest destiny, which is really baked into history on the other side, where for a long time, you know, the the idea of discovery and colonization are obviously framed as, you know, the rightly so as, 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 as negatives that, you know, victimized, found justifications for victimizing people where an idea like manifest destiny has almost been spun in some circles in a positive way where, Oh, you know, essentially white people were destined to come to America and, you know, colonize and settle. And it was a manifestation of a destiny that, you know, divinity had put into place a long time ago. Obviously, that's a toxic way of viewing history in in these terms of, you know, uh, some sort of theological or divine entitlement instead of viewing history as the actions of people 
that have had dramatic effects on on other people and other communities and even just looking at it objectively and saying look this is what happened this is what suffering resulted in this is what we should learn you know i i don't even understand why that's is controversial you know like that yeah. just seems like like can we just take an objective look at the facts of what happened in the last few hundred years uh, you know that you know i i feel like when when there's these justifications or this fear of truth of exposing actual history that seems like it can't lead to anything productive or yeah. or 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 you know it doesn't prevent the same mistakes from the past of being happening all over again and i think some of the big issue is it's embarrassing you know it's embarrassing to think that you know ancestors our ancestors did certain things right but that doesn't mean that we don't take those things and say, hey, these were wrong. Let's move forward. Because, I mean, we have right now, we're we're in the middle, we're at a crux in culture where, I mean, it can get really ugly mm-hmm. really, really fast. And right. I think that if we don't look at the past and say, well, what mistakes did we make? We won't be yeah. able to survive this. I mean, it's just going to, it's going to be a, yeah. a continual snowball effect of, uh, you know, oppression and 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 mm-hmm. all types of things so yeah. i think we got to do a better job of educating ourselves for sure and not live in the fantasy land of america was perfect and and mm-hmm. these things were justified you right know? Yeah. yeah yeah all right well on that note that'll do it for slices stay tuned up next mark batterson joins us Listening to Mitski, the song is Washing Machine Heart. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Mark Batterson is the lead pastor of National Community Church in Washington, D.C. and the best-selling author of 19 books, 19 books, including The Circle Maker, Whisper, and his most recent, Win the Day. We spoke to him about how we can implement habits that can help us accomplish our God-sized goals and achieve our dreams. It's a good one. Here's our conversation with Mark Batterson. from some of your tips and win the day what are some things particularly on the spiritual side like the faith centric side that you feel like uh, people should really be focusing on and centering their time energy resources if they have them on as they gear up for who they're going to be for the rest of their lives 
I'll say this up front. We tend to overestimate what we can accomplish in a year or two, but we underestimate what God can do in 10 or 20 years. So my my quarter life self, Mark Batterson, was uh, you know attempting a church plan at 22 that failed. And uh, uh-huh. I was a little depressed and a little um, compass needle was spinning. But you know what? One of the best things that ever happened to me because I, I learned that the cure for the fear of failure is not success. It's failure in small enough doses that you build up an immunity to it. And so <laughs> I think, you know, ironically, part of getting past that quarter life crisis is experiencing a failure to make you realize that maybe it's something you shouldn't put your identity in. Maybe mm-hmm. you should put your identity in Jesus Christ. And that, that makes all the difference in the world. You mentioned uh, failures and uh, and making sure, sort of doling those out, especially when you're. I remember some of my early professional failures, relationship failures. Those things really did define me. Though it felt like those that was, was going to be the hallmark of the rest of my entire life. They seem very small now, but at the time they were the whole thing. Um, what? How do we train our brains, train our minds to accept failure in in the reality of who Jesus is, instead of defining ourselves by them? Well, a guy named Martin Seligman, uh, former president of the American Psychological Association, says that all of us have an explanatory style, and that explanatory style way more important than the than the things you experience your explanations are more important than your experiences what i mean by that is this it's not what happens to you it's how you respond to it um you know joseph's explanatory style was genesis 50 20 you intended to harm me but god intended it for good the saving of many lives. And to me, it's just being about really, really good at learning the lessons that life is teaching you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that nine times out of 10, failure is poorly managed success and success is well-managed failure. And so it's really just about picking yourself back up and, uh, and learning the hard lessons from failed relationship. Well, what did you learn about yourself? What, how did you grow from that? Um, e- even if it's a divorce, okay, it is what it is. But now let's take a long, hard look at the mirror. And how, how am I going to grow and become a better person because of this? You, you didn't write the script this way, but you've got to have the right explanations. And uh, in a sense, you have to flip the script, uh, which is a a critical, critical habit, I think, of uh, healthy people. One of the things that you bring up in the book that I like a lot is cut the rope. Um, and I, because I think it's something that for me, I'm not very good at, you know, I, I tend to, when it comes to like professional, th- like swimming the shallow waters, cut the rope, you mean in terms of like taking the right risks, stop playing it safe, play smart risks. People who are listening to this are we're coming out of a pandemic. A lot of career plans have been waylaid. A lot of professional has been waylaid. It's going to be very tempting to play things kind of close to the chest right now because the future feels very uncertain. So what do you mean by taking these sort of smart, calculated risks? And what does that look like for people in 2021? You know, I I went to the University of Chicago on a full ride scholarship, played basketball, had a starting position by the end of my freshman year. On paper, it was perfect. But it isn't what God wanted me to be doing. 
I hmm. felt this call into ministry and I had to give up that scholarship. That was cutting the rope. It made no sense academically. And then I'm, I'm 24, picking up the pieces from a failed church plant. And my wife and I pack all of our belongings into a 15-foot U-Haul truck and move to Washington, D.C. with no place to live and no guaranteed salary. When I say cut the rope, I'm not saying make ridiculous, crazy decisions out of the blue. You need to pray through it. You need wise counsel in your life. You need sounding boards. But at some point, you've got to cut the rope and make a grand gesture. You've got to fill out the application for the program that you've been dreaming about. You can't just sit there and dream about, fill out the application, put a little skin in the game, you know, pay the $100 registration fee, whatever it is, or make the phone call. You have to take these little steps of faith to get your feet wet And then you begin to see God open and close doors. And so just a a big believer in uh, the fact that, you know, faith is an action verb. You've got to take some of those calculated risks and and then be wise in the way that you manage them as you continue to move forward. That was Mark Batterson. Make sure to check out his new book, Win the Day. It's out now. Or you can get one of his 18 other titles. Okay, stay tuned. Up next, it's Relevant News. Listening to her, the song is Inner City Blues. Make me want to holla. Love her. Rendition of that is great. Okay, it's time for Relevant News. Please welcome to the show Relevant Senior Editor Tyler Huckabee uh, to tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. Now, let me tell you, normally Tyler comes on to tell us what's happening, the news that's happening in the world. This week, he's going to tell us the news that he's making in the world. Please welcome to the show, Tyler. Hey, man. That's right. Hey, everybody. Tyler. Hey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is exciting. We get tired of reacting. We're not a reactionary group. We want to be on the, we want to be on the, if you want to be on the forefront (laughs) of culture, you can't just be reacting to the news all the time. Sometimes you have to get out there. Yeah. yeah. Make your own headlines. Make culture. Uh, yeah, yeah. Be that's the change you want to see. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't yeah. cover it. We yeah. create intersections like like God Himself. When there is no way, sometimes you what? have to you have to make a way. You have to make a we way. Are and that's this what we are scary guys. Leave that in. I'm tracking right along. Tracking right along. This is good. I'm scared. Get Mark Patterson on to make sure we're clear. But I so far, so far everything's checking out. Um, okay, Tyler, so, what did you do? Well, it's. So I think it's really what we did. I don't want the full blame for this uh, because Cameron. I think it was maybe <laughs> two or three weeks ago that I brought this pitch to you in our editorial yeah. meeting, right? Where I said this is you something did. that that I think we should cover. And what yeah. it is is it's very is, important. I know what you're wondering, and the answer is yes. This does have to do with Veggie Tales. The the. <laughs> 
I had I had this heard happy, Tyler. I had heard a rumor that I had stumbled across a, a rumor that back when Phil Vischer, who is the founder, the creator of VeggieTales, the founder of Big Idea Productions, which created VeggieTales, when he first came up with this idea, his mother, who is a a trained Christian educator, has a PhD in Christian education, had requested that he put down two sort of ground rules for VeggieTales. The first one okay. is that Jesus cannot appear as a veggie tale, as a vegetable. Jesus can't be depicted in veggie tales as an asparagus or a carrot, because that would just be blasphemy. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. That's, re- that's, and the that's second reasonable. Thing, yeah. Which I can kind of get on board. I, this is I, bigger. See, I see where we're going, but I the mean, second one is, is bigger. The veggie tales. I, 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 I don't think Jesus. Jesus seems like a pretty forgiving guy, especially. If, I don't. I think if you got to heaven, he's like, "Hey, why'd you make me an asparagus?" I think, <laughs> from what I understand about his grace, he'd probably be okay with it. But it I guess better error yeah. the side of yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's but this. He's forgiven. Thing. He's forgiven worse. He's forgiven worse. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. All I'm that's true. <laughs> and uh, the second thing, the second rule, which feels way bigger to me, is that the vegetables cannot be depicted as having any sort of salvation experience or redemptive relationship with the veggies Jesus. can't get saved because the vegetables can, don't have souls the veggies aren't christians They're vegetables. they they can tell right. you about being a christian but they can't right. they aren't they themselves the, the so, vegetables you know that, are not christians which means they're going to hell they're going to roast in hell forever. If they well, if they don't have souls, they just kind of no die. Soul. Yeah, oh. they, just, they just they just go back into the earth and then make new veggies. They compost. Yeah, they just compost. they just don't. They, which is why they they're say more the end, a reincarnation type they, of situation. That's exactly right, Jesse. The line, the line, you know, is the, the line. The line is God made you special. He loves you very much. That's how Revenge Tales episode ends. But it's always God made you special. God loves you very much. Not, not God, God doesn't love us. us. But God God doesn't love us. God did not make us Ooh. special. God made you. We special. have a personality. We have likes and dislikes. Families, even. Right. But God doesn't care about us. But God he cares about that, you. Yeah. This is so not. So this yeah. to us, this to relevant seemed like we need to shine a light. We need to get in there. We need to start throwing our way, yeah. our, our investigative People weight need to know. around. People yeah. need to because know. This it really changes how you remember of, Veggie Tales. It does. Yeah. Our associate editor, poor Emily Brown, almost had a, a real spiritual collapse in the middle of the meeting when she realized that <laughs> she Bob did. and Larry and the crew. she grew up watching them? She yeah. thought they were Christians. She yeah. thought they were Christian vegetables. So she, so, <laughs> yeah. so, so we, so we did, so we did cover this. I wrote a, a honestly too long article about this and some of the theological <laughs> it's the cover of the next two issues <laughs> <laughs> some of the theological implications and yeah. uh and we posted it it did it did quite you know we it did what it people yeah. i think people were were as we knew they would be shocked uh intrigued shocked horrified. that we were not christian vegetables uh, yeah uh, yeah the, at, <laughs> at this at the story that we told so and in fact, so it, it keeps went, going though it's it went so far <laughs> that Phil Fisher, who who is now he's no longer involved with Veggie Tales, but he does have a, a podcast, the Holy Post podcast, which he co-hosts with friend of the show Sky Jatani, who who has been on a number of times on the relevant podcast, and they have, it's a very good podcast, and I recommend it very highly. Uh, but they the, they discussed this article, and I would say they were uh, I would say they I don't know if they I don't think upset is the right word, but 
But uh, there was a there was a dramatic reading of the entire article that that Phil Vischer did that you can go listen to. They speculated about the uh, about the illegal substances that I may have taken before writing the article, which I <laughs> want to say did. for the record, Yo! for the record, I w- there were many of no, which were no, obvious. <laughs> and they kind of went into. I'm gonna, for the record, that's just another vegetable too. So. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys worried about? I thought vegetables were no big deal. Okay, this is really important. Yeah. He's the one yeah, who yeah. wrote talking vegetables, talking about Jesus, but not actually able to believe in Jesus. So I don't think that's on yeah. me, Clark. I queued up a clip. This is kind of where where it went, and you're gonna hear you're gonna hear Sky musing a little bit on some of his theories here. Okay, Sky, do you think he has a point? Was my mother playing mind games with me? To, no, I think I think Tyler. I think Tyler is playing mind games with himself. <laughs> Um, the, the, here's what it's like the art when I read the article the the impression I got is I was thinking back to my undergraduate days and some of the weird conversations that you have in a dorm room really late at night when people might be inebriated and <laughs> what Tyler's article felt like to me is that exact same thing only at like a Christian college like, is this what the kids right. at a Christian college at two in the morning who have broken the covenant and are inebriated yes, talk right. about? Broken the, broken covenant. the covenant. That's what it's about. Okay. Broken yes. the covenant. Okay. Yo. Okay. All right. Tyler. So, hey, Tyler. Really there's triggered a lot, there's this a lot going on here. I texted really Tyler after this because the Holy Post is my second favorite podcast behind Relevant Podcast. Yeah, I love the Holy Post. And so that's not the first time they brought up Huckabee's name. I just need to let you know. That's true. Yeah. 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 That's true. You're on their, you're on their watch list. They've got my number. And uh, and they and they so speculating baselessly speculating about <laughs> covenants I may or may not have broken back in my days at Bible college <laughs> feels like a bridge too far. Although I guess I brought his yeah. mother into it, so maybe that's just tit for tat. You know, yeah. maybe that's yeah, 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 even any it up. But there's an update to the story, right? Are because you then on after, their show? Listen, after their podcast, we right. then published a rebuttal because oh, we're right. going to put this in print. Swift. We are going to. Yeah. This is Swift so petty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't let, you can't I let slander it. stand. <laughs> Did I see your yeah. name on their newest episode? Well, you're jumping ahead is it a little them bit, Jamie. talking about you or you're, are you you're, on you're, it? Jamie, you're I'm getting sorry. a little bit ahead of the story. This is a narrative. I buried the lead. All right. This is a, oh, you can't sorry. just skip to the I last chapter. I got so chapter. excited this morning when I saw it, Tyler. I was so excited. <laughs> But yes, we did respond a brief, a briefer, eh, brief-ish rebuttal to to the claim. Which mostly, I just wanted to let you know I didn't want Moody Bible Institute knocking on my door, taking my t- taking my diploma back because they think that I was doing mushrooms and uh, at college, so I could oh. write. But I, which I did, which I did not, which I did not do. Um, they accused it of being a slow news day at Relevant, which, if I recall correctly, it was. But that I would have heard this anyway. Every day is a slow news day at Relevant. <laughs> There's no Trump. Trump. It wasn't. We're not. We're not just like sitting around the bullpen, like we're looking you know, shooting, for news, throwing gum at the ceiling. It's. It's. We. I brought this to a pitch meeting. It was approved. Yeah. It did well, by the yeah. way, because we told the truth. Something big idea never bothered to do. All these years we thought these were Christian vegetables. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but we did. It it's true. It it's true. After all of this, uh, the, the 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 Holy Post team did reach out to me and they invited me to come on and they wanted to face me like men, which is good. You know, so we so we I did jump like on and today, Wednesday, we're recording this on Wednesday and this morning that the latest episode of Holy Post came out and I do go on there to go toe to toe with Sky and Phil oh, I can't and wait. defend, defend I the will be listening. I can't yeah. wait. I will be it's listening really to you, but Tyler, I know you too well to know. I know that, you know, I, I, I can predict that this, that this conversation began with, I would say probably 90 seconds to two minutes of playful sort of confrontation. And then went in, it became a delightful, charming conversation about theology and the history of <laughs> veggie tales and where Tyler, I wish you would have gone on gun swinging. Like you are <laughs> AOC going on Hannity. And just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that's what I wanted to see. It's just, it, it, it's just pure, just vitriol, just for the entertainment purposes. I, I, I mean, yeah. obviously, I, I don't want hostility, just but I do down, want to inter- Yeah, just double down. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's exciting. So, so it's not very often that we get to make, you know, Christian subculture, uh, kitsch, nostalgia news. And, uh, we did the in the last couple of weeks. We'll have more so opportunities in the Good future. Job, guys. We got some irons in the fire. Yeah, we do. <laughs> We're going after Petra next. <laughs> if you're, if you're, if, yeah, if your rebuttal wasn't headlined, farewell, Bob the tomato, I would be very disappointed. <laughs> farewell, Bob the tomato. Good Lord. All right. Well, that'll do it for relevant news. Uh, Every day at the website, we're covering a ton of stuff at the intersection of faith and culture. Go check it out. Follow Relevant on all the socials. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, everybody. Stay tuned. Up next, Ellie Holcomb joins us. Day changes at midnight. Till you don't know it. Till the morning light. But the midwife are already in motion. In motion, we see You're listening to John Mark McMillan. The song is Deliver Me, his new single. Well, Ellie Holcomb is a Nashville-based singer-songwriter who's just released her latest album, Canyon. We want her to come on and uh, tell us the story of some of the songs and the meaning behind the album and how it all came to be. Here it is. Ellie Holcomb. One of the ways creatively that we process music has always been such a bomb. I, I mean, I think for all of us, Jeff Tweedy says in his documentary that we go to concerts to suffer together. And I love that so yeah. much because yeah, yeah, I yeah. think there's this sense of, of music connecting our stories and helping us know 
that we're not alone and we couldn't even go to concerts to suffer together in this time yeah. but in the midst of all of this when the numbers were low I had the privilege of going to the Grand Canyon I will never be able to shake that trip because our guide was telling us as we were there um, in the in the base of the canyon he was saying basically the canyon walls tell a story of, they tell a story and it's really just a story of disaster upon disaster so it's uh-huh. like yeah. Landslide, mudslide, volcano, drought. And he's showing us, you can just see. And then you're looking at it, and I'm just like, this. And then there's this huge divide. And I'm like, this looks like a picture of all of our hearts in this season that we've all, this crazy chaotic year that we've all been through. And I think, especially after last year, I think most of us know that to be human is, is just to be broken. In the very pit of the canyon, there was a river running through where we were being carried by it on a boat. And I just had this, I just thought, man, this is one of the most powerful pictures of the gospel I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Because as it turns out, um, there is a current of love. There is a current of living water that runs deeper than our deepest sorrow ache pain and that will carry us if we'll only let it that will carry us when it feels like we can't carry on any longer if you want to cross over this great divide if you long for a day that doesn't feel like night if you're searching for answers that you cannot find build a bridge build a bridge to the other side build a bridge build a bridge to the other side in the wake of all the racial tension this last year, um, I I think there was a gift in it being so quiet in COVID-19. I don't know. After safer at home restrictions, the most Googled thing was, are the birds louder? <laughs> like, like, I, like there was this sense that maybe we could listen in a way that we couldn't listen before. And so um, I ended up really on a journey of intentional listening to my black and brown brothers and sisters um, who've had a totally different experience, not just in being a human in this country, but a different spiritual experience in, in the wake of that, of what they've experienced because of the color of their skin. So I uh, joined this group, a bridge building group, um, we read a small small group of diverse women and we read Latasha Morrison's book Be the Bridge and really practiced communally telling the truth like acknowledging the truth of the brokenness of the situation of of race in our country and in our churches it's been so beautiful in the pit of the canyon in the dark night of the soul um, in the midst in the middle of all of the division to lean in like this and listen and breathe and grieve the beauty that has come from that and the life and the freedom and the flourishing that's come in the wake of that is something that I don't want to miss anymore. The song that captures the story of what I feel like I've walked 
through personally and then on that global level is called Paradox. And it is the story of encountering God in the depths. And I'm really grateful that as it turns out, if you look at a canyon, even if you look on, I mean, I was like, I told my manager, I'm like, we have to go find a canyon with a river running through <laughs> to speed up for this record. Uh-huh. Um, and so we shot the the video and a lot of the imagery at um, Santa Elena Canyon in Big Bend National Park. Uh-huh. It's the Rio Grande River running through. If you look at the canyon, even on the album cover, really, it's it's an upside down mountain. And so I feel like for me, the stories that I have to tell about God are the way Uh, that he's brought life to the places that felt like death. And Mm -hmm. so I think my hope for the record is that it would breathe life and hope in the deepest valleys to the top of the mountains to kind of remind every single beating human heart that they are beloved, that they belong, and that they're suffering because of the gospel, because of who Jesus is and what he's done. It doesn't get the final word because love beat death loves beating death yeah. and so yeah. uh, we actually have a living hope that meets us even in the pit and I'm really grateful for that and I think Paradox tells that well Ellie Holcomb. Make sure to check out her new album, Canyon. It's available now. Stay tuned. Up next, we're playing Rock Band or Firework. Taylor told me that she'll never leave me. And we be sessing, I get very sleepy. I got a song post, but I don't really heard it. I be hoping one day he releases. This week on Relevant Recommends, we're talking about Quest Love's excellent directorial debut, The Summer of Soul documentary about the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival featuring never-before-seen performances from Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone, and many more. Read all about this great doc at RelevantMagazine.com. Listening to Kodak Black, the song is Dirty K. Okay, y'all, it's time for... Rock Band or Firework. Our annual tradition, it goes back so far that that's when we were doing jingles that we didn't we didn't even make them a jingle. It was just a couple of sound effects. That was a jingle to us back in the day. So it's time for our annual game, Rock Band or Firework. And I would like to make this one a little special. I mentioned to listeners... Uh, going to join us. Well, it's the only listener that we will allow on the show, apparently. <laughs> Joining us once again from Kentucky, I believe, Ben Stroop. Hey, man. Howdy, howdy. How are we doing? Uh, well, we're not nearly as professional looking as you. Hey, he's got a suit on and look at this fancy microphone now. I'm, I'm yeah. liking this, Ben. I, I just want to be more like you guys. So <laughs> I, uh, I literally just got back from doing a funeral. I was at the graveside oh. and I was ra- racing oh. back to be back here in time. So, oh, no. I'm, I, oh, no. Well, I'm glad your priorities is, were straight. Yeah, yeah. I, I cut the graveside short. I was like, y'all, I got a oh, podcast God. to do. So listen, you got you guys. You guys know the rest from here. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> ashes to ashes, whatever it is they say. What's done is done. Yeah. Oh, my oh. gosh. All right. Well, so this game, if. 
If y'all, if y'all don't know what this is, is uh, <laughs> Jesse d- carried the torch for I think thirteen years. Uh, last year and this year, I have done it. What I'm going to do is I these are these are real names. Okay, so we went to either Phantom or Fireworks.com, which is Phantom Fireworks, or TNT Fireworks, two of the national nationally known fireworks brands. And then I also went to Wikipedia to see a list of 1980s hair metal bands. So these are all mm. legit. I didn't make anything up. This is all stuff that you can fact check. All right. Uh, so what we're going to do is teams. Uh, ben is going to be teamed up with Derek Miner. And Jamie will be teamed up with Jesse. Uh, Jesse, what's y'all's team name? I feel like we got to be the uh, agnostic vegetables. The agnostic vegetables. <laughs> and then uh, Ben and Derek, what are, what are you guys? Uh, I got nothing. Well, Derek's known as our, our, our firework. Our sparkler. We're going to be the sparklers. The sparklers versus the agnostic vegetables. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go and I'm just going to say a name and you're going to tell me, is that a firework or a, or a, or a rock band? That's it. That's a simple game. No twists okay. and turns. No Tyler Huckabee plot twists. It's Got it. straightforward. Okay. Here we go. Clark, can you uh, keep score for us? I got you. Here we go. Round one. Agnostic vegetables. You're up first. Here we go. Earth shaker. One word. Earth shaker. Is that a rock band from the 80s or is that a firework? I, I'm going to say it's a firework. Me too. Gonna, go for yeah, it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go Earthshaker. Firework. It's a rock band. Oh. Yeah, okay. that's too that's too that that's too on the nose. That was too on the nose, Jesse. Mm. Oh. Okay. And there's a lot of mind trickery in this game. Trust me, Jamie. He's going to he's going to be <laughs> okay. you know, doing some Chris Angel mind freakery. <laughs> All right, Sparklers, you're up. Here we go. Power Cell. Power cell, one word. Is that a rock band or a firework? I mean, what you, mi- you think, Stroop? The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, but that doesn't help us at all. Biology class. That was a question. Yeah. Cameron, let's go ahead and dock him a point for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I think firework, bro. Well, I, but you know what? Power cell feels like firework. Firework. It is a firework. All right. Good job. Okay. Agnostic vegetables. You are up. Wolf pack. Wolf pack. Band? That's a rough one. Let's go band. Let's go band. Is it with, with a K at the end or a CK? That's important. Yeah, yeah. that's important. Two words spelled yeah. correctly. Oh. Oh. Well, that anything? makes it sound like it's a pack. Of wolves. Oh, of, of like a firework or like a or like a group. if it was a wolf. If it was a wolf pack, one yeah. I would say group. But if it's a wolf pack, it's a pack of wolves. I'm saying the wolves are the firework. I say firework. Okay, firework. It's a firework. You guys did. You guys went there and came back. Good yeah. job. We did the who. We did the who wants to be a millionaire thing. We're talking through this. It was good. Talk it out. Talk it out. All right. All right. Okay. Here we go. Sparklers, you're up. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. The rock band or firework? See, if this was indie band, that absolutely has to be an indie band. But an this 80s is a 1980s hair band? hair band list or a firework list? I, I'm going Ruth. firework, Derek. Any firework? I think so. I don't I, rock with you because I didn't listen to hair metal. So I don't eat. I don't either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know you got somebody that listened to it. I don't know nobody that listened to it. <laughs> His uncle. His big brother did. <laughs> All right. So what's your final answer? You said firework? Firework. It is a 1980s hair metal band, Babe Ruth. Wow. 
Yeah. I think we're tied, guys. Uh, we are yeah. tied after two rounds. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, agnostic Vegetables, you're up. Atomic Rooster. Atomic mm. Rooster. That sounds like a firework to me. I mean, I don't know. It about does you. sound like a fire. Any like the word atomic makes it just it's we're gonna yeah. blow something it up. It does sound eighties, but but I, I still feel like atomic rooster seems like a firework. Me too, I'm with you. You can check Wikipedia. That is a rock band from the nineteen eighties. Oh, I'm gonna have to I'm definitely gonna check them out. I mean, that's <laughs> they sound they sound rad. They sound totally rad. They sound like something like you would see on a sticker on like a Trans Am. You know, yeah. just yeah. just yeah. something you yeah. Know. Yeah. All right, uh, Sparklers, you're up. Deep purple. Deep purple. Two words. So I'm like relatively sure that is a band, but I feel like this is a trick. It's all a trick, Ben. That's a thing. I think that's the whole, yeah. Ow. Ben. Deep purple? I don't know. Is that like... What? Uh, <laughs> hey, man. Flip a coin, Ben. Yeah, I'm gonna it's, flip my rapper chain. Here, I got an Eminem. Um, is it what? Oh uh, yeah, know. you missed the nothing. segment about the Eminems. You got nothing. I, yeah, I, I, I got I'm gonna nothing. make a decision. You said deep purple. Deep purple. Deep purple. We're going firework. That is a band from the 1980s. I said band. You missed it. <laughs> I mean, we can go back and play it. I said I, it was a band. Ag- agnostic vegetables. You're up. Agnostic vegetables. You're yeah. up. still tied, I believe. Right, right, Clark. Still tied. Still tied. Yep. All I'm right. Bad. Agnostic vegetables. Here you go. Lava sauce. Lava sauce. I don't know if that's a band or a firework, but either way, I'm listening to it, or I'm going to purchase or it. I'm it. <laughs> Lava sauce sounds. That could be. That could. Li- that could be some sort of t- taco topping, and I would. Mm. I would dabble with that. Yeah. Yeah. If I was at a food truck, I like if I, yeah. If I was at a food truck and it said, "Hey, you want a little lava sauce?" Oh, heck yeah! Is that a band? <laughs> lava, sauce. Yeah. lava sauce is here. They're going to be playing live at the food truck. Um, I don't know, Jamie. What are you thinking? I mean this. This is like the thing. It could be either, but let's just go with maybe that lava sauce is a band. Done. Band. Lava sauce. It's it's a firework. Oh. <laughs> Sounds awesome. This is crazy. crazy. And delicious. And a taco topping. (laughs) (laughs) Sparklers, you're up. Axe. A-X-E. Axe. That is very 80s metal hairband. Not to be confused with what my boys have in their bathroom. (laughs) Axe. Why are you trashy, (laughs) your boys? (laughs) It is a a metal (sighs) hairband. It is a metal Stroop. hair, man. Good job. Stroop. I'm an autopilot, bro. We rolling with you, bro. You, you yeah, got the I wouldn't hand. do that. Cameron, I do feel like <laughs> in in future years, we could probably we could probably have a, a, a third category. Where is it rock, where is it rock band? Is it fireworkers and actual Axe body spray uh, scent? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. No, no, listen. Rock band, firework, or something I can buy at Walmart. Like 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 a condiment, like lava sauce or Axe body spray. It's already difficult enough. We don't need no more difficultness. <laughs> okay, okay. Because if I because if I if I said if I was like, oh well, you tell me, <laughs> you tell me, is Dark Temptation? Is that an Axe body spray? <laughs> because it could also be an '80s metal band or firework. Dark Temptation is an right, Axe body spray. Oh. And keep that out of your boys' uh, bathroom, Jamie. Yeah, it's called Dark Temptation. That seems. All right, agnostic vegetables, agnostic vegetables. 
You are up. Uh, agnostic Vegetables. Living Death. Living Death. That's got to be a, band, or a band. It sounds like an awesome ah! band. Band. Oh, living band. Death. Band, sure. It is a 1980s Sweet. metal band. There you go. Awesome. Sparklers, you're up. Pretty Maids. Pretty Maids. What? Pretty Maids. Is that a rock band or a firework? See, I'm a Christian, so I never listen to 80s hair metal. This is very mm. difficult. <laughs> it is. And, and I'm just... I don't it really has to nothing it. to do with that. I just don't like it. Um... um <laughs> I, I'm gonna think that's a firework. I'm rocking with I'm rocking with firework too. It that is a metal band. Day. Pretty Maids oh, is a mid-80s metal band. All right, what's the score, Clark? Tied we- again, two, two, two to two. two. Still? Yep. Oh, let's, well, let's take go. this home, Jamie. Oh, it's, right. time to, it's time to go to the next level. All right, here we go. Um, okay, Agnostic Vegetables, you're up. Essence of Fire. Essence of Fire. That sounds like it could be an Axe body spray, actually. <laughs> I'm going to go ask Body Spray. No, it's a tough actin, ten actin of athlete's foot treatment. Essence of Fire. Essence of Fire. I, I think that sounds fireworkish to me. I don't know, though. I'm, I don't have a high degree of confidence on that. Do, do any of us have a high degree of confidence on any of these? <laughs> no. no. Uh, I'll go with you. All, All right. Firework. It's a firework. That's correct. Yay. Jesse, go bring that confidence. Right, Sparklers, good. you're up. The Handsome Beasts. The Handsome Beast. You gotta be Another kidding. Axe Body Spray. <laughs> the Handsome, talking about like beast, like an animal beast? B-E-A-S-T-S. The Handsome Beast. That, that sounds like a band, don't you think? Well, no, it's, it's I think so. I also have never purchased a firework in my life. So That's facts on facts. I've never posted, uh, <laughs> I got a uh, firework either. I'm not yeah, I live lie. in a place where they put off fireworks for me. I don't have to pay for them. I'm cheap. Facts. Mm. Hey, it's, the man, it's, it's not about the show. It's about the thrill. It's, it's you, about you, knowing that you can lose your hand at any moment. Handsome beast. What'd you say, Derek? I, I think band, bro. Band. All right, I'm with you. It's a band. Good job. Did they All play right. with the old maids band? What was it called that you just pretty said? Maids. Pretty, pretty maids. Pretty maids. Pretty maids. And the handsome beasts. Yep. Ooh, I'm going to start a, a Pretty a... Maids and Handsome Beasts cover band and call it Pretty Beasts. <laughs> All right. Agnostic Vegetables, you're up. Dark Revenge. Dark Revenge. Again. <laughs> Dude, I have the body spray right here for Dark, dark Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a berry tent. Very citrusy, surprisingly. <laughs> citrusy. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of cucumber melon kind of vibes. Um, dark Revenge. That yeah. sounds like a band to me. I don't. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I think oh. firework. I think firework. It's a firework. Okay. Good, good twist. Good, oh, good turn. Good job, there you go. Jesse. All right, uh, Sparklers, Destroyer. That's both. Yeah, I think that should be an option. Uh, that's, both. that's both. I can tell you, it was on one list and not on the other. So I don't believe that. Destroyer. Right, destroy, what you think? Destroyer sounds like a bad. That sounds like a rock band for sure. I think so too. I, you wouldn't. You don't want to buy that firework because that's like you're already risking no, burning your hand but off. It's good. I but, mean, I, I, I think it's gotta be. I, I think you think band. I, I think band, but I don't really know. I right, we gonna go with band. It's a firework. Yeah, and Ben, you're like, who would buy that? Cameron, he would buy it. I literally right. have Take it in my, my trunk. 
I literally have it yeah. in my trunk. Destroyer was do. one of the ones that I got in Georgia. I, or do you think? I don't do you think the trunk in Florida is a great place for keeping fireworks? <laughs> yeah, my son has pointed this out. That I need to take things out of the trunk. Yeah, it's an no, awful it's okay. decision. I, I keep most of mine back by the pool chemicals and gas containers in the shed. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's so a wet heat. heat. It doesn't get yeah. that I keep mine by the propane tank. Yeah, yeah. Awful, awful right, decision. Uh, what's the score, Clark? So the veggies are four, and sparklers are three. Okay, this is the final round, and it is anybody's game because final round bonus three points. This one's worth oh, three wow. points. Okay. So, because y'all are down, we're going to go with yeah. sparklers first. Okay, sparklers okay. first on this round. Here we go. Blind illusion. Blind illusion with an I, not A. Blind illusion. I, not A? Not illusion. I'm not alluding to something. It's an illusion, <laughs> like a magician. Blind illusion. I- I think this is... What do you think, Derek? <laughs> you just said, I think. What do you think, Derek? <laughs> I just I'm, I just have no confidence in this game. So I, my I couldn't gut, be my less qualified. My gut says banned, uh-huh. but that sounds more like a Harry Potter thing. So like, I'm like... Now, I know oh. a lot about Harry Potter. But okay. I think... I, but I think... I'm, I think... I think... Illusion. I think it gives yeah. off an illusion. Right. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, hey, firework, firework. Ready? Firework. Is that your final answer? Firework. It firework. is a 1980s hair metal band, Blind Illusion. The agnostic, agnostic vegetables came in with the wind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're not. We're with not that ease. good at this. Game. With ease. Yeah. With ease. <laughs> with ease. You said with ease. <laughs> Dude, Excuse I even, me. I even picked like the easier ones of this yeah. list. Uh, you know what, Clark? Let's post the rest of them on the podcast yeah. episode page. Okay, y'all cool. Y'all so y'all people can do, people can do it. Uh, play with your friends. Home Take edition. it home. home play edition. with your friends. Yeah. The home edition. Home edition. Any, yeah. Congratulations, Agnostic Vegetables, for winning the 2021 edition of Rock Band or Firework. There you go. Hey Ben, thanks for cutting the funeral funeral short to join us yeah, for that. Yeah, anytime, anytime. I mean, I'm in charge. So Man, you to go. Well, before we wrap up, I want to thank Mark Batterson for joining us. Make sure to check out his new book, Win the Day, or any of his other 18 titles. Um, also, thanks to Ellie Holcomb for coming on, and uh, make sure to check out her new album. Canyon. It's out now. Make sure to go check out the summer issue of Relevant. It's out now. We have some amazing features. Actually, our biggest collection of features with some incredible people ranging from Christine Kane to Yvonne Orji and Dante Bo. Can't even list it all. Go check it out. It's available right now for free and ad-free thanks to UHSM. Uh, you can go to relevantmagazine.com, click on the magazine tab, and it's all right there. You don't want to miss it. Also, while you're at the site, make sure to sign up for our new daily newsletter, bringing you the top five trending stories at Relevant every morning. You can sign up right there on the homepage so you don't miss a thing. And also head over to the faith section and sign up for our daily devotional series. It's called Deeper Walk. It's presented by Lumo. There's a, a devotional every weekday. Also, we have a Deeper Walk podcast Available wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to check that out as well. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. Have a good 4th of July, everybody. We'll see you next week. Be careful, guys. Be careful. Don't keep the fireworks in your trunk. It's a great idea. You only live once, gang. (laughs) Yellow. You see? Humidity's so high, it's almost impossible to start a wildfire this year. Just (laughs) remember that. (laughs) 
for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. If you're a guy who runs a float tank place, you've seen some stuff. Relevant Podcast Network.